Yeah, Vinny, I got to be honest. This podcast, we need to give this thing a killer name because that's what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, there's a lot of things out there that are named. I would say most things have names, like items or yeah. people, places, most nouns. At least like 80%, I would say, give or yeah, take. I would say, yeah. Speaking of yep. things that have names, Vinny, we have two very special guests with us today. Two people yes. who the reason my sense of humor is the way it is is in large part due to these two because I spent uh, all of my life with them. And that is going to be my siblings, Matt and Chrissy. So Matt and Chrissy, you want to introduce yourself? Yo, like simultaneously at the exact same time? Or... That would be ideal if possible. Uh, well, okay. going by names, Matt said That's your name. Uh, Matt, your name is said first. Got, so. really All right, word. are we doing good? We're talking over each other? <laughs> awesome. Nailed it. That was actually flawless. I could not have scripted a better introduction. Thank you both for that. Thanks. I'm really honored to be on the podcast. Long time fan, long time listener. Uh, I've been listening to Brian for about the last 24 years. Oof. Um, he was in my house a lot, so I heard him. That's tough. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I'm glad y'all brought me on too, specifically from the names podcast, because as the holder of a probably like top 1% boring name that long, I think that I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about what things have cool names, wishing that I had those cool names. So I'm glad to actually be able to share that information with the, the broader public. You know what, Matt? I think that is a perfect segue. Why don't you start us off? What is your first excellent name? The first name that I want to drop, that's my favorite one, was a, a person who I played Frisbee with. And she's a fantastic person, not disparaging in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but her name is uh, China, China Titcom. Um, I want y'all to try and spell China. Go letter by letter. I'll, we'll go popcorn style. So what do you think the first letter of China is? I'm going to go with like a silent K. You are closer than you think. I'm going to throw out a Q here. Q. Chrissy is correct. The first letter in China <laughs> is Q. Brian, what, do you want to pop a, a guess for the second letter? If the first letter is Q, then the second letter is U. I'm going with QI. Uh, both good guesses. It is neither U nor an I. This name transcends all rules of names that you Easy. thought you knew until right now. X? Huh. Vinny is correct. Oh my. Oh, it is an X. Yeah. So that's the fun part. Uh, her name is spelled Q-X-H-N-A. Well, you, you didn't what? give me a chance. I didn't get a single letter right. <laughs> now I look like an idiot. That's a, that's, a, that's a strong start. Yeah, I mean, that is a really strong start. I'm going to go ahead and go next just because I feel dumb about not getting a single letter right. So I'm going to try to redeem <laughs> myself right here with one of the best names ever. I'm going to have to go with Jerk Chicken. And the reason <laughs> oh. I go with this is because I like oh. to think about the backstory of Jerk Chicken. So I would imagine that, you know, these farmers were just raising some hens and one of these chickens was just being a complete asshole. And they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, yeah, this guy's a complete jerk. And mm -hmm. then, you know, they cooked him up, they ate him. And someone was like, something about this chicken. This chicken has an edge. It's got a sass to it that the other chickens have not had. And the other guy was like, that chicken was a complete jerk. And the person was like, all right, so let's just eat jerk chickens from now on because they taste fantastic. And so I would imagine what they then did was took all of the biggest jerk chickens that they could find and started breeding them together. So now all the chickens are basically just assholes. Part of me feels like uh, it actually may have been an ethical standpoint at the start. They mm. felt bad about uh, eating their chickens and they were like, what if we only eat the chickens who are jerks? They see a chicken being an asshole and they're like, all right, that's dinner. Uh, and then that tradition got a little bit skewed with time. Like you pass it down to the generation. And they're like, grandma only eats the jerk chickens. And we're like, why does she do that? I don't know. Let's make more jerk chickens. Yeah. And now we just have an epidemic of uh, chickens who like 
cut you off in traffic and like flip the bird for no reason. Vinny, we recorded an entire podcast on what makes someone a bad driver. How did we miss that? <laughs> of all things to forget. Yeah, if you're a jerk chicken, you're a bad driver. What about wall goblins? A wall goblins, who knows? I've never seen wall goblins driving. They're just too busy staying in walls. I mean, I guess cars have walls, so maybe they're inside the walls of the car. So they do drive, but you don't see it. Well, you just blew my mind. I blew my own mind. I'm taking I'm taking public transit the next two weeks. I'm not ready to get yeah. back into my car now. Just to be clear, though, the walls are not what makes the car go, right? Because if it is, houses have walls, too, and I'd start to get a little concerned. Have um, you ever driven your house? I have not. I do have a car license. I don't have a house driving license. But Chrissy, you, you never got your house driving license? I meant to do it when I like moved here and then like it fell off my list and I got super busy and like the uh, HMV, the House of Motor Vehicles. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say they're jerks like the DMV, but they're not jerks. Uh, that building just drives around everywhere and it's very hard to catch. You gotta, you gotta catch it. <laughs> Can't relate because I got a mobile home. Mine just goes in my pocket whenever I want to bring my home with me. I just I fold it up, put it away, backpack pocket. I think what yeah. you really nailed there is if you're at a party that you really don't want to be at, but like the person who drove you is having a great time and you don't want to be an asshole. You're like, I'm just going to go home and you take yep. out your mobile home on spot. You go home. Does the mobile home inflate or is it like a bigger on the inside? kind of thing more like bigger on the inside it looks way smaller on the outside yeah that's really great that's really great because then you're not really causing a disturbance by like blowing up a second house inside of uh the party house <laughs> yeah i mean i gotta be honest if i were at a party and saw a blow up house in that party i would just literally be in that blow up house the entire time hands down uh brian do you have a blow up house license no that bouncing's dangerous you need to be certified I think I'm going to throw out a name too. Throwing out conjunctions. Conjunctions are one of the best mm. named things out there. It, it's correct. And before conjunctions were invented, there were just no multiple thought sentences. Everything was just a single sentence and it ended there. There were mm. no ends, but, or, ors. Well, I was going to say real quick, Vinny, uh, for, for the listeners and definitely not me, who are not particularly <laughs> grammatically inclined uh, do you mind giving a, a, a quick overview as to uh, what I can I think all of our, if our listeners could pause and go to YouTube and search conjunction junction, what's your function from Schoolhouse right. Rock and watch that mm. for a couple minutes, I think we'll all be on the same page. I'm going to pretend like I didn't just look up what a conjunction is. So <laughs> go ahead and tell us. <laughs> I think Vinny gave us a great, uh, you know, no, no ands or buts about this, I think was a really great segue into uh, hinting to our listeners what a conjunction might be. And shout out to my buddy Orr, who didn't make the saying. Is Orr a, a tier two conjunction behind and and but? He's a guest of a guest character on the show. He's not really a main character, protagonist. There's even a third tier if you're going to bring in the like therefores and the, oh. uh, you know, while and like henceforth. Given that there are uh, two brothers on this podcast who had to deal with me when I was 12, mm. I, I think it should be known that I really, really liked grammar in yeah. seventh grade in yep. only the way a 12-year-old with questionable social skills can like grammar. Um, <laughs> Chrissy, I will say you are the sole reason that I know how to properly use the word whom. Thank which you for has that. been replaced in the modern vernacular with whomst. It's a new word. I like that. Owls must have come up with that. Mm. To owls. <laughs> that sounds like a typical like marketing consultant owls needed to bring in they're like look people like owls they know what they are but we're kind of in a rut you know like who 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 everyone knows that everyone's bored with it we need something to spice it up and this 22 year old hotshot is like 
I got the thing for you. Sit down. You know what? Don't even bother sitting down. You're about to stand up. As do owls as sit? Oh, I don't damn. think they sit. They post up. They post up. Ooh, there we go. They are big men. <laughs> <laughs> I'm last to go. My problem is I'm not great at coming up with names. The primary reason I don't have children right now is if I had a child... I'd have to name them and I'm not ready for that responsibility. The child part is fine. Whatever. I could just like put them in front of a TV and uh, yeah, I, I understand that's proper childbearing. Obviously. Real quick, your ch children could just be part of the 20% of unnamed things that I mentioned earlier. So oh. don't let that hold you back. But anyway, continue. Okay. Great to hear, Brian. Next time I see you, I'll introduce you to your nameless nephews. And I think the best I can give is advice on what I think would make for a good name. So I'm very worried about making naming mistakes. Mm -hmm. So my piece of advice is I think whenever you name something, it should be followed with parentheses. This is not about the bad thing, because what's the worst thing that can happen when you name like your kid is later on in their life, that name becomes a bad thing. Uh, like <laughs> Isis used to be a girl's name. And there were a bunch of like innocent people out there named Isis who now have to deal with, do you change your name? Do you, do you deal with the awkwardness of like introducing yourself? Like, I wonder how many regular people were named Hannibal before Silence of the Lambs came out. Mm -hmm. And I think it'd be really hard to be Hannibal these days. So if you're Hannibal, this is not about the bad thing. I, I think it really saves you a lot of embarrassment. Brian, do you have your hand raised? I, I did raise my hand. I, I wanted to politely ask a question here, Chrissy. Oh, go no, for I, it. I'm going to lower my hand real quick now. All right. So what if somebody was named Isis and then in parentheses, but not the bad thing? But then what if like actual Isis, the terrorist group, changed their name to Isis and then in parentheses, not the bad thing? Shoot. I This is why I don't have kids. See, because right. I would have named <laughs> uh, a kid with parentheses, but not the bad thing. And, and then this would have happened. Well, Chrissy, I don't want you to feel bad or anything because this podcast is all about helping people and just educating the greater public. And you right, know what? Now right. people know that even though it's tempting to put in parentheses, not the bad thing after your child's name, maybe just think twice about it, at least just sleep on yeah, it. I, here's my follow-up thought. You could also go with not the bad thing, mm. comma, no, also not that other bad thing either. Um, that'll get you one step ahead. Yeah, no, that's checkmate. How many of those can you fit before it becomes difficult for your kid to take a standardized test? Because <laughs> remember, I, uh... you got to fill in the little bubbles. I don't remember <laughs> there being parentheses in the bubble. I mean, that's discriminatory and they need to fix that now. Maybe you can just fix it with like a signature. Because, you know, the signature doesn't have to be your name. You mm -hmm. can just give it like a little like, whoop de doo ta and like, oh yeah, that's my uh, 312 letter name. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I sign like that. And uh, who was I in front of? It was either our mom or our grandparents that I was signing something. And I got asked, wait, are you being serious about my signature? <laughs> and this hurt a lot because I've been signing a lot of official documents lately. So if I change my signature now, I think that'll cause a problem. Are you allowed to change your signature? They have a board of director of all signatures oh. and they review oh, okay. this, yeah. Do you need to get like a, a majority ruling in order to get, like you submit a new signature and the, the board convenes and needs to come out with a, a majority ruling to approve majority, it, yeah. change? Not 50-50, it has to be 75-25. Most uh, of them oof. say like, oh, that's nice. Good. 
if you like started to scrutinize doctor's signatures, uh, like the the medical industry would collapse. That's true. They couldn't get get a house. They couldn't get what else do you sign for? They couldn't write checks. That's all the things that you use signatures for, isn't it? Checks and that's signing for a package. Right. Oh, so. Senator Pack, that's true. Oh man, if doctors couldn't get deliveries, like <laughs> they could buy it a like organ transplants, right? I, the maternity <laughs> ward would be in deep shit. Be like, yeah. sorry, we don't do deliveries here, and you have to <laughs> go elsewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Chrissy, if it makes you feel any better about your signature, I usually take about 10 tries to write my signature, and by the 10th try, I still think to myself. I can't be serious with this. But then it's like, all right, I mean, 10 tries, it's not going to get any better. I just got to go with it. So, mm-hmm. And so this that. is on one check that has 10 of Brian's signatures <laughs> all over it, and the bank is not yeah. sure what to do with it. Yeah. The security guard's like slowly moving over to Brian at the front of the line. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right. So another great name. I'm going to take a key off of Brian and go back to animals here. And I'm going to call out the duck-billed platypus, specifically the fact that it's qualified as the duck-billed platypus. Yeah. There's only one platypus out there. You can just call it the platypus. <laughs> I can explain perfectly why it's called the duck-billed platypus. Please. Getting please. your duck bill, it's actually a certification, like CFA or, or oh, CFP man. or something like that. Yeah. It's kind of like like I work in investments, and, and a lot of the advisors will put CFA after their name. Like mm-hmm. it, they're mm-hmm. the only one with that name who works at the firm, but they still put CFA. It's That's how it is with the platypus. They're very proud of it. And they would not appreciate hearing you say that. I've got a lot of apologies to write, <laughs> but it makes complete sense. I mean, I don't know if I can say this, but I was going to say like, their bills don't even look like duck bills, man. They're just like, wow. Wow. I, uh, wow. Are, I would wager uh, in uh, terms of evolution, the platypus has this vibe that it came first. Uh, I think it came before ducks. And probably. that really brings into question if ducks are even properly named because i don't think they are um i think the platypus gets to be the platypus and ducks need to become the platypus filled ducks oh that's that's a proposition you know what i can get behind that i mean chrissy along those lines i don't know if you know they're actually what i think it was man like 1891 or something i think the trial was called like duck versus platypus or something like that but they hashed this out for a long time and the court was just completely indifferent the jury never actually came to a conclusion to the point that they had to just call it a wash and revisit it 2000 years later so mm-hmm. sorry 200 years later so i think that's actually coming up i here's the thing that i think is kind of the damning evidence in this case is the original court case you said what 1891 the original yeah. court case was actually 1891 bc and like oh a couple million years before that and here's why here's why it, it kind of fizzled out is, is the platypus showed up and the duck didn't because it hadn't mm. evolved yet i mean if the duck doesn't even care about this case enough to evolve in time to represent uh-huh. itself then i think that's a w for the platypus honestly yeah. why, is, why yeah. is the duck getting this preferential treatment yeah, yeah. ridiculous keeping the ball rolling with just excellent names Man, there's a lot of talent left out there, but I'm going to have to go with Recyclops from The Office, mm. Dwight, when he was the, mm. the recycling representative of The Office, and he was a recycling Cyclops. And mm. I'm not even getting into the backstory of how his planet was taken over by something, and then he turned to a world of destruction and chaos. But I mean, a recycling Cyclops, that thing better be named Recyclops, and it is. 
So shout out to Recyclops. I think it's it's even better than that because uh, you can keep naming characters Recyclops like over and over and over and over. Like, what are they going to accuse you of? Recycling that name? Bam. <laughs> Great approach if you have writer's block. You can't come up with a name. You're like, okay, my little orphan character from the 1800s. I can't come up with a name for him. Recyclops. Bam. Yep. Perfect. But is that orphan character a Cyclops too? Is that orphan No, it, it, I mean, he can be. If I remember correctly, it's been a while since i've lived in the 1800s but i think everyone yeah. back then was actually a cyclops so that makes sense yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah i if well, you look if at you... the footage from the platypus versus duck uh, uh court case it, everyone's a cyclops are they recycling or reusing at that point like what draws the line there i'm glad you're raising this question because it does bring me to uh like my second piece of naming advice uh, which is my disdain for fiction where they end up naming the baby after the character who died that they're reusing or recycling that name and I have a lot of I have a lot of issues with this um because I think I think this isn't recycling I think this is purely reusing recycling implies there's sort of a process there's sort of a rebirthing of a brand new a becoming of something else you can recycle a, a plastic bottle to become something else plastic. But if you if you reuse a name like this, uh, I think that's pretty bullshit to the kid. The kid had nothing to do with that. The kid's gonna be born and it's like, huh, this is this is my this is my child Luke. And every time I look at him, I burst into tears sobbing over the man who died on my chest. Kid's gonna grow up and be like, Yeah, I was I was named after the guy who who saved our galaxy. Uh, and I'm a middle school teacher in uh fantasy Ohio. Like why would you yeah. do that to your kid? Down with Luke, up with Recyclops. Fast. Yeah. If you had named that kid Recyclops, this would not be a problem. That kid's got a lot to live up to in life. But honestly, I think of it as motivation. When, you know, everyone's just crying as soon as they look at you. You got to find a way to overcome that and actually make people smile. So if that's not a chip on the shoulder, I don't know what is, honestly. Like, that's a good point. Give your child problems. This is what I'm hearing. Give your child problems. Um, so they can be stronger by overcoming those problems mm -hmm. and definitely not resent you once they're old enough uh, to recognize, to, to go to therapy and, and talk about uh, how that was kind of a messed up thing that happened to them. Parenting 101. These are Ariana Grande's 99 problems, right? <laughs> so what they are. I'm more into 99 uh, Luft balloons. You know, 996 balloons. Like class, if you ever took a German class, that was like all they would, you know, you'd walk and they'd play that on repeat and you leave and you know German. We've got a podcast full of people that took uh, Ramsey yeah. German class, right? Yep. All oh, oh Vinny too. Mm -hmm. Were you in Frau Teichmann's class? I oh, was yeah. in Frau Teichmann's class. Oh, shout out to Frau oh. Teichmann. I hope this isn't, this is, we're not getting too off topic, but thinking, thinking back to German class, I think I had a couple moments that really stand out. We had a, a, an assignment where we were given an email that was in German sent to us and we had to write up a response email and hand it in for homework the next day. And uh, Spencer in my class, I think he didn't realize it was being handed in because when we started passing it up, he kind of hesitated and like Frau looked at it and read it. And in English, it said, you have the wrong email address. Do not ever contact me again. <laughs> The least Frau could have done is at least sent the email to the correct email address. Like, I don't know how Spencer was supposed to do his homework in that situation. So yeah, you make good points. I, you Never. know, email addresses are kind of a name in themselves. Oh, that's a I good know. point. That's like an internet name. What email addresses get right is that they're unique. People have an issue where they'll give people names that already exist. Uh, I'm willing to bet probably everybody in this call has a name that someone else somewhere already has. 
Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> maybe. But uh, I think email addresses get it in that, like, you can't duplicate an email address. And I think when you name your child, I think it should be completely unique. And the way to do that, like you want to name your daughter Michaela, but uh, like two thirds of her uh, uh, preschool class would be named Michaela because you and all the moms follow the same uh, like baby name Facebook group. Mm -hmm. right. um, you would you would tell the uh, a hospital we're naming her Michaela and they, they show you a little red box that says that name has been taken and suggest mm -hmm. other names, including um, Michaela underscore X 42, uh, Michaela little X, big X, little X 27. Um, underscore X underscore Michaela underscore X underscore Michaela. And I, I, I refuse to believe that one hasn't been taken though. <laughs> <laughs> you could try that and you'd get another red box and they would give it to you again, but like with even more Michaela's at the end. Uh, <laughs> Michaela underscore XXX underscore Michaela. Yeah. <laughs> and I think this would solve a lot of problems. You would never get like uh, forms confused between people, mm -hmm. like mistaken identity you wouldn't have to deal with date of birth when you go to like pick up your medicine because you're the only Michaela underscore x 27 underscore x Michaela underscore 49ers win the super bowl underscore 2004 it would help a lot right. i think definitely i guess my username i email <laughs> like i just picked you know? up Vinny's medicine wow <laughs> elon must name this kid correctly that's what i'm i'm hearing uh, oh. 12 oh yeah so I'm going to give the one last shout out, man. Like it's going to be a bounce back a little bit to Matt's platypus because mm -hmm. I'm going to shout out. He was a very popular platypus on a TV show called Phineas and Ferb. His name mm -hmm. is Perry. Mm -hmm. And this show brought a word to light that I just want to shout out the name of. And it's aglet. We all mm. learned how to spell it as a kid. And we didn't know the importance of it growing up. But I feel like I learned that the tip of a shoelace being called an aglet has changed my life so much. Every day I use that information. It's yeah, like I, exactly. sitting on the bus and there's this kid who's just like crying at his shoes. And he's like, what the, What are these? Is, <laughs> this tastes ruined. And I'm like, don't worry. Don't worry, son. I've had that come in, to come in handy where like a kid's crossing the train tracks and like his shoe gets stuck in the, in the train tracks. And he's like, my shoe is stuck. My shoe is stuck. And I say, actually, child, the aglet is stuck. <laughs> and then the train hits him. <laughs> But I could die enlightened. You're just trying to call out to that kid. Hey, kid, kid, your aglet is stuck. And he's standing in the middle of the train tracks as there's a train coming. Wow. Like, what? What is it? What is an aglet? I don't know what an aglet is. And then just boom, gets nailed. And and this is why more people need to know this information. So I think it's very responsible of us to be sharing this on the podcast. Does it suggest the existence of a larger ag? Aglets. I see. Hmm. I'd like to think there's a bigger ag somewhere in the world, some giant mm. shoes. This Bigfoot has <laughs> to have shoes. Maybe it's Bigfoot's ags. Oh, Bigfoot's got ags. Like some yeah. real clown you know walking around in the biggest mm. shoes. Do, <sighs> at what point does it graduate to an ag? I think it's I think you. that it's a foot. Once it hits 12 inches, yeah, it's 12 inches. Yeah. So I've got a question. I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now that's got some strings. At the end of it, the strings are uh, tied tightly and contained by a little piece of plastic in what I might call an aglet. Yeah. But is it still an aglet if it's not on a shoe? Oh, totally. Because you could use that hoodie string as a shoelace if you really wanted to. That is true. Hmm. That's interesting, though, because you wouldn't necessarily call it a shoelace until it is used as a shoelace. I'm of the opinion that any sealant on the end of a string mm -hmm. is an aglet, and that is regardless of its shoe proximity. 
Whereas a shoelace is much more about being part of the shoe. So the aglet is more anchored in reality than the shoelace itself. The aglet is the main part, and then the shoelace is what comes off of the aglet. Oh. It's being used as a shoe at the moment. Oh. They made the aglet first, actually. Then they made the shoelace go into it. Kind of like a platypus versus duck situation. The, the shoelace <laughs> sued the aglet back in 1785. There was a big court case about it. It went to the Supreme Court, actually, from the districts all the way up to the top. I think the aglet won. Vinny, you are right. I do actually remember when they first invented it, they just invented the little plastic capsule called an aglet. And they were like, well, now we need some sort of use for this. This is golden. So we cannot mm. butcher this opportunity. And then eventually the shoelaces thing came into play and there was the lawsuit and who knows what happened after that. I'm remembering now that that court trial never ended because the jury, of course, being made of peers was full of shoes. And uh, at the end, they were in the, uh, they dumped all the shoes in the deliberation room and, and they're like, well, we need to try on the shoelaces first to kind of get an idea, like, what, what do I feel, the shoelace or the, the aglet? So they, they laced the shoes up, they had the shoelaces all the way through, uh, but then the shoes couldn't say anything because uh, their, their tongues were being held. Tongues were tied. I actually heard there was a bit of a, it went to mistrial, in fact, because um, the lawyer, uh, he his closing statement, he asked the jury to consider, well, if the shoe fits, and this is actually a bit of a microaggression against the juror, so it kind of, it, it turned into, it was a whole scandal. The judge being a sandal didn't help either. He couldn't <laughs> even speak to what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> you think they have like substitute judges like they do substitute teachers they're like uh this guy can't come in anymore just get the sandal we'll put a video on it's like today's the day we just watch all the video evidence they roll the tv in and they just watch it the whole time it's still be bill nye somehow but presenting the evidence <laughs> bill nye's wearing tim's <laughs> they're supposed to be tims tims have those metal aglets those are the peak aglets those oh, are the, sure. the most toughest aglets made the plastic ones are just like the middle tier ones to to wrap up i think we can throw out just some some honorable mentions that unfortunately did not make the list of all of our top twos i'll kick it off this is one where if this were a draft this would be my backcourt just an absolute steph curry clay thompson duo right here literally and that's going to be hot dog and hush puppies two mm. just absolute Ooh. dogs on the court you've got your flashy guy the hot dog that's your steph curry you know you're getting like 40 a night from him and then you've got your clay thompson your hush puppy a little more soft-spoken you know not 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 the kind of guy that you're expecting to go for 35 but then you look at the stat sheet and it's like wow this guy had a great game so hush puppy they had an insane high school tape man if you saw that kid in high school hush puppy was silently killing yep. everybody mm. he was an underdog yeah exactly <laughs> I want to give a, an honorable mention to uh, the naming of names, and that is, you know, the Kingdom Phylum class order family. I'm going to shout out Genus. Oh. Who here, oh. Who here considers themselves a Genus fan, you know? Oh. Nobody. Yeah. Genus deserves I, fans, so I'm going to yeah. shout out Genuses. Matt, well are you biased at all toward Genus? Because <laughs> it sounds a lot like Gina. All right, this interview is over. This is off the record. <laughs> Did Gina put you up to that? <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny. For our audience, Gina is our future sister. Well... I guess not Matt's future sister-in-law. I guess more so me and Chrissy's future sister-in-law. Shout out Shout out to the naming of familial relationships for not making any sense. Like yeah. the whole like second cousin twice removed stuff. Oh. 
<laughs> this is why I stopped going to family reunions because I was embarrassing myself when I was yeah, referring to my flashcards. The flashcards were the embarrassing part. Other cultures sometimes have different, like uh, when we say aunt, uncle, it, it doesn't differentiate paternal side, maternal side, blood related, marriage related, grandparents. I, I'm not jealous of the cultures where those all have different words. I think I wouldn't go to a family reunion if I had to remember that. I think it would be over. We should fix this right now. Let's just say the mom side, yeah. uncle and aunts are monkle and mant, and the dad sides are dunkle and dant. I have never heard a better suggestion in my life. Vinny, get Biden on the phone. Make him change that. <laughs> get a you gotta call Miriam Webster. It's not even Biden. You gotta call whoever <laughs> Miriam is. I want to throw a shout out to Eggos. It's a waffle that's made with eggs. You wouldn't even think it. You would think it's an egg. You're like, oh, egg O. You'd be eggs. Oh no, it's a waffle that has eggs in it. I think the O after Eggo it just speaks to the surprise on people's face when they're expecting an egg and then they get a waffle and they're like, egg O. Oh. Oh. No. Okay. Oh. All right. Nice I see egg. where we're going with this. That's actually the full name of Eggos. A little bit like the O in IHOP. I think that's a fantastic name because they got this whole international house of pancakes uh, and they turn it into IHOP, like your bunny rabbit. I think that really brings some real whimsy to the table. Yeah, Chrissy, I don't know if you know this, but IHOP was founded by a rabbit. Oh. That rabbit made some killer egos, and they were like, you need to start your own chain. And then he did. That rabbit? Yeah. The Easter bunny. He knew his way around an egg. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Uh, the last one I'll give... Um, we were talking about it before we recorded uh my my friend sarah's dog's name is fettuccine um i think it brings a lot to the table especially because the spelling is just not the same between them at all i still can't spell fettuccine so thank goodness it's not the same spelling because maybe i can spell the dog's name correctly then is it q x underscore i n a this kid knows how to spell <laughs> you need a spelling contract man find a spelling team go out there and professionally <laughs> spell they should have some kind of like B for that. Yeah, right. honestly, shout out to the B that can spell its ass off. Like whatever started spelling bees, that B is a genius. Mm. Maybe it's the one it's who decided bunch. how everything is spelled. Maybe that's Miriam. Maybe, maybe. Wow. Just one more honorable mention. I'll go with the blobfish. Mm. Like that is just the most accurately named thing I've ever seen in yeah. my life. An existential crisis to end this on. The, the fascinating thing about the blobfish is it's supposed to be way deep in the ocean where there's a ton of pressure. And, you know, under that pressure, it looks like a normal fish. And then we take it to the Ooh. surface and we go, oh, gross. What's this? It's a blob. I think that's like if you went to outer space and a bunch of aliens like took off your suit and you kind of like exploded into the vacuum of space. And they're like, ah, gross. This is a blob person. Oh, <laughs> man. So this poor fish has just been getting put in a terrible light for no reason. It's not even fair. Yeah, yeah. If you were exploded into outer space, I think the only thing that could make it worse is if a bunch of aliens called you blob. That's actually so true. It's like, all right, I'm already in outer space. There's already no oxygen. I can't breathe. And I look terrible. And yeah. now I'm getting called a blob. Yeah. Matt and Chrissy, thanks for joining us. I'm glad we've all figured out how to properly name something and what the things are with the best names out there. Mm -hmm. So appreciate yeah. you coming on. Thanks yeah, for having a good time. I, I've learned a lot. And Brian, you're going to meet your nephew Aglet real soon. So oh. uh, get stoked. Aglet, but not the bad one. Right. <laughs> but not the bad one. <laughs>